0: Hey there, and welcome to Shop Talk, The Real Estate Show. I'm Van Alstein, and on today's episode, we're joined by Steven Ross, author of Doors Open When You Knock. Steven is a realtor who's been involved in the real estate industry for nearly two decades, as well as a keynote speaker and trainer. Today, we discuss the lessons within his book and how applying a committed hard work ethic to any goal can bring success. Stephen, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today and talking with me.
1: My pleasure.
0: So uh, let's jump on in uh, for myself and for the listeners. Can you give us a little more uh, background on, you know, who you are, um, how you first got started in real estate?
1: Sure. Well, uh, my again, my name is Stephen Ross and I'm here in Denver, Colorado. And this is my second time selling real estate in a, in a state because I started in 2005 in California which is where mm-hmm. I was born and raised. And I was there for four years, been here for now almost 13 years. I'm in my, everyone's doing the math. This is my 17th year of real estate. And, you know, I am absolutely the worst person to be a real estate agent, right? When they were molding people <laughs> to be a real estate agent, they did not have me in mind because, oh. <laughs> because I'm, I'm an introvert. I don't like parties. I, I don't like anything social, like no party, no PTA meetings, no volunteer at the school. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I, uh, I'm not online. I don't work nights or weekends. So open house is out for me. Uh, you know, and you could almost say I'm anti-social
0: sure. and,
1: and yet here I am 17 years later, still selling real estate. And, you know, by most standards, you know, I've done quite well. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't make seven figures. That was never my goal to be in real estate. My goal when I got into real estate was I had Uh, March 15th, 2005, Mm -hmm. uh, I got my license and six weeks later, my third child was born. It was my daughter. And I'm like, wow, I got six, I I got three kids to feed and uh, commission only business. What was I thinking?
0: (laughs) It's a little bit of motivation for you.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, and that really sets, and maybe we'll talk, you know, I don't want to go too far out of order, but you know, we'll talk about, you know, you, this is a hard business. I mean, it's a simple business, but it is hard. And Mm -hmm. if you don't have a real reason for being in business, you know, you wash right out and, Mm -hmm. you know, and having three kids to feed isn't necessarily the why I mean, we all have responsibilities. You know, some of us don't have children, but, you know, we have other things, you know, but I, I didn't want to go back to what I was doing. So like I was committed to making it work Mm -hmm. somehow, some way. And therefore if, if I wasn't good at any of those other things, right. And I didn't have a huge checkbook, by the way, right. I didn't have an unlimited marketing budget right, um, and social media really didn't exist then. And uh, so what, what the heck was I going to do to be in mm-hmm. business? Like how the hell was I going to make any money? And cause I got to find people and usually you got to talk to people so that they know who you are and they want to do business with you. Right. And I had a coach still have that coach, and he said, it's a simple business, knock on heads, knock on doors, pick one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, like, really knocking on doors? Like, that's like for vacuum cleaning people and cable or right. whatever, whoever those people were, you know, encyclopedia mm-hmm. sales, which doesn't exist anymore. But, you know, that's what was in my <laughs> mind. I'm thinking, I'm a UCLA grad, I've worked on Wall Street, I've done a start, like, I'm not knocking on doors, no way. Yeah. And then a few good. a few months later I was like, well, I'm going to be homeless in a few <laughs> weeks if I don't <laughs> figure out how to <laughs> sell some houses. And so I thought I should try this knocking on doors thing. And I started and then just never stopped. And <clears throat> that became the one thing I did every day, or, you know, most almost every day, almost every working mm-hmm. day. And right 125,000 doors later, right here I am. Wow. And right in two different states uh, and I have knocked a lot and uh, the book and I'm not here to tell people they should go door knocking. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point is that whatever you're going to do to be successful, you just got to pick one thing, maybe two. You, know, you just got to pick something that you can commit to mm-hmm. um, and and just don't give up. Don't quit. And again, right. sounds, well, Stephen, that's not Robbie, That's the, the duh. Like, of course, but it sounds easy. But then when you oh, got to, sure. when you got to get in your car and go drive in your neighborhood and get out of the car and go knock on the door, or you got to, whatever your thing is, you got to do open house Saturday and Sunday when it actually, you know, the, when it matters is when it's time to go do that thing, you know, are you going to do it? Right. And, you know, that's really what the book is about. How do you figure out what that one thing is? And how do you put yourself in, a situ- in an environment that supports you doing what you don't want to do every day?
0: Right. You know, and you, I think most people would say, oh, you know, f- focus on your strengths. Don't, don't, uh, or, you know, try and balance out your strengths and your weaknesses. But for you, it sounded like certainly one of your weaknesses was, you know, being an introvert in a very social industry. Um, how did you kind of tackle that? You know, and ultimately commit to knocking on doors.
1: Well, I mean, there's kind of a lot of questions. I mean, I could go a lot of ways with that. I mean, the you know, I will say yes, I am an introvert, and when I mean introvert versus extrovert, typically, and many people, you know, there there could be many definitions or what people are thinking about it being defined. Sure. I think about it as, for me. Uh, Besides the fact that I don't want to go do parties and things like that. But if, when I do, Mm -hmm. when I go to the doors or when I'm leading an event or when I'm even doing something like this, when I'm on, Mm -hmm. uh, I am using every ounce of energy. My body's got like, and when I'm done, like when I'm done knocking on doors or when I'm done, going to a party or when I'm done, I am pooped. Like I'm, I'm drained. And I, and typically extroverts are the exact opposite, right? Until their energy comes from those people. Right. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that I I'm socially inept.
0: No, 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 no. And I didn't mean that by <laughs> and, anyways, and no, no, no. But and I, I wasn't <laughs> saying you were
1: implying that, but some people think introvert means you have no social skills sure. and that doesn't always translate. And so um, fortunately I've had lots of training and development in the areas of interpersonal mm. communication and how to, you know, be a consultant and advisor and, you know, so uh, it's not like I was incapable of talking to people. I just right. don't like to.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's a big difference. Um, but, you know, it still certainly becomes um, a hurdle again. And real estate is such a social industry. There's so yeah. much social interaction that's required. Um, but ultimately, you know, you, you kind of hunkered down and you found a way to, to make it work, which is amazing.
1: Yeah, it really is. I, I, you know, here I am working on promoting the book and literally I'm confronted every day with just like being in real estate on day one, because what's hard about real estate is there's so many ways to be successful. And so most people, myself was included in the beginning and you'd wake up and you're like, well, God, there's so many things I could be doing today, Mm -hmm. not just in generating business, but you know, if I have... A listing to take care of, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many things I could be doing, and then there's it, you, we're not clear about what we must do, and therefore right. the day just bleeds. Mm-hmm. And here I am promoting the book, and it's the same thing. There's so many things I could be doing to promote the book, right? Um, but there's only a few things I absolutely must do. The one of the reasons why I Fell in love is the wrong word, but in a way I did fall in love with the doors is the simplicity of the doors. And that's why I use the doors as a metaphor in the book is because it, it really mm-hmm. is a great example for people to see how simple we can make our business. And when you are at the doors, right, so if I'm in your neighborhood you know, knocking on doors. You know, driving to you know Brett's neighborhood, and and you know, because he tells me about the neighborhood, and I'm like he's like, oh, you should work this neighborhood; it'd be a great neighborhood. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go to the neighborhood, and I get out of the car. There's nothing to do but knock on doors, right? There's no bathroom breaks. There's no I'm hungry. There's no let me go shopping. There's no let me make a phone call. I don't take my phone with me when I'm at the doors. So there's there's mm-hmm. nothing to do but what must be done, right? It's so simple. You just get out and you just go down the street. When you get to the end, you turn mm-hmm. around and go down the other side. Right. It's elegantly simple. And most other lead generation techniques mm-hmm. are not that simple. And so I, for me, I'm always looking yeah. how do I make it that simple? Because left to my own devices, I'm a mess, just like every other, maybe not every other, many other human beings, right? Where it's just like, oh, there's so much I could be doing. I could be on Netflix or whatever, you know, whatever Mm your thing is. Um, You know, for me, it's not Netflix, but, you know, I'll get distracted (laughs) reading something or whatever.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, there's just so many different distractions um, that you could either have around you or kind of, you know, choose to have around you. but. Um, It sounds like you ultimately decided to kind of eliminate those distractions and, you know, focus on this um, simplistic approach. And it's funny because you think about how most people market today and want to get in front of, you know, potential clients just to ultimately have that face-to-face interaction. Whereas with this method, you're just doing it right away. You're not spending money on ad dollars. You're not spending money on all of these different sort of marketing materials You're just doing it, um, going straight face to face, which creates that, you know, that great first impression. You get a strong, hopefully it's a good, strong first impression. Um, But ultimately that face to face interaction is what builds that trust within that relationship.
1: 100%. Yeah. 100%. Wow.
0: That is, you know, it's, again, it's so simple, but it's something that certainly not many people have thought of in a long time obviously that used to be the the main method of getting out your business and your service, but um, you know, people kind of shy away from that today.
1: Yeah. And, and again, I'm not here to promote door and That's not my point, but no. <laughs> I just, but but I do want people to think about this because uh, when you're, I mean, in the end, this is a repeat and referral business. Sure. You know, I've been around, um, I've still coached and mentored, uh, even though I help, I work with other agents. Uh, and I would say my coach has coached more real estate agents one-on-one and, and the best real estate agents in the country mm-hmm. longer than you know, he's been at it for 30 years. Wow. And so I've been around a lot of agents. Right. A lot of agents and doing, and in the end, almost all of them. Sure, there's exceptions, but the the bull, right? The the at least 80-20 is almost all of them have some repeat and referral business, right? In the end, they've built a database. However they built it, Mm -hmm. they either had one or they built one. And which means you have a relationship with people. Mm -hmm. The thing that the doors got me when you're an introvert with no database.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cards are stacked (laughs) against you.
1: (laughs) And you go out and meet people face to face. Mm -hmm. um, You are learning, uh, you're learning the market you're learning the neighborhoods you're learning what people are thinking about their homes and you're learning to have conversations with people about about their homes right and if nothing else right it's a, it was a great learning opportunity and secondly it is so much more impactful to meet somebody in person than it is right on the phone or via text or on social media or something like that mm-hmm. and so, you know, I just encourage people. I'm not saying people shouldn't be on social media. I'm not saying people shouldn't do any of those things. Right. But where you can combine the personal relationship, uh, it's just so much stronger. And uh, in the end, right, when, when we're actually advising our clients in a transaction, it's very personal. Mm-hmm. And they're counting on our ability to serve their needs not hey i need to get a paycheck but these people are dealing with something that's causing them to buy or sell and i would say that all those doors Mm -hmm. like is great practice at being for them right i was never there to get anything from people it's like every time how do i like i'm going off on a tangent but there's something i thought of that um is a little bit in the book but i've never talked about really before and it just kind of came to me is that one of the things I learned at the doors was that I, you and I can be having a great interaction mm-hmm. and you say, uh, you know, I, you know, I spent a summer in LA because in Southern California, because my great aunt lived in Huntington beach and it was awesome. And then I say, well, you know, I used to live in Manhattan beach and let me tell you, you know, I start talking about me right. <laughs> at your door. <laughs> and then uh, I realized Uh, They don't give a they don't care about me. I'm there for wait. wait, wait. Hello. I'm there for them. Right. Um, It was a it was a great reminder to be there for people. That's what I'm there for. I'm there to serve others, Mm -hmm. not there to talk about myself. Right. And if nothing else, uh, it was it. There's just so many lessons I got. Um, and of course we can do that on the phone, right? We all, we take someone out to lunch and we realize, oh, holy crap. We would not play that conversation. Right. Um, but that was only one lunch. Whereas when you're at the doors, you get lots of opportunities to practice.
0: After the break, we learn more about Steven's journey into becoming an author and writing his book, doors open when you knock his process for organization and following up with leads and how he overcame lows and lulls in his real estate career. Creating goals and staying committed to those goals through self-discipline and hard work takes a lot of time and energy. That's why our courses were designed for the committed real estate professional. Agents who value their time choose to learn online with the CE Shop. Enroll in our mobile-friendly courses today and save 25% with promo code SHOPTALK. Well, let's jump into really during this journey of, you know, knocking on doors, which I should have said earlier, you must have some calloused knuckles from knocking on that many doors. Yeah, a little but bit. Was there a point during <laughs> that journey? <laughs> was there a point during that journey where you realized there almost that aha moment of I should write a book and I should try and communicate this same sort of the lesson of simplicity and a hard work ethic to others? Or what was sort of that, um, that personal journey for you that led to the inspiration of, I should write a book?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't mention that I've done a lot of personal development work for the last 20 something years, right? And that mm-hmm. just, again, I'm introverted. I'm very self-reflective. I I like to figure out how I can help people. Mm-hmm. Some people love selling real estate. They just love it. Mm-hmm. I don't love it like that. I love my clients. <laughs> right. I love helping them. Right. And if I can help, you know, and I don't, I don't want to sell hundred homes a year. That's too much work. <laughs> uh, I forgot to leave out. I'm lazy. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you, you got, you got so many things going for you. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, I don't want to work that hard. Uh, you know, so I'm most fulfilled when I'm making a contribution to another human being. And although the doors you'd be surprised at the difference I've been able to make for people. It's not the same as when you're writing a book or leading a training or having a, you know, being called in to speak at an event and you're causing someone to see their business and their life in a different way. And the book was the way as an access Mm -hmm. to communicate, what do I have to offer to people? and for people to know who i am what i stand for and you know i've been in toastmasters for 10 plus okay. years you know so i've i've been working on a lot of things and so this was just a long culmination of figuring out you know what do i have to say and what i realized is that the story of getting to where i where i am there was there's something to be said for that because if you're mm-hmm. an agent and you're looking doesn't matter if you're in business 20 years or three years or, or, or what, if your business isn't, uh, say a different way, if you are not completely fulfilled with where you're at in term, in terms of your revenue and the amount of you're working, right? So if you're working 80 hours a week and you're making a lot of money, that's great, but you Mm -hmm. don't want to be working 80 hours a week, 80 hours a week, or you're, You're working 80 hours a week and making no money or anything in between, right? If if it's not in balance some way, then the book is a way to figure out how do you align yourself with what's most important and stay aligned. And my journey was all about figuring that out. And it just took me a long time. And the book was, um, I felt like I've been around a lot of agents and been around a lot of people that uh, not only contributed to me, but I thought what I learned from them would apply to others. And so I really, I really did take, I really, my goal was to create something that was timeless, right? This isn't like, you know, how to not picking on, you know, Facebook, but, you know, cause it's you know, Facebook wasn't really around 10 years ago and in, in the way it is now. So if I wrote a book on how to generate listings on Facebook, right. In a year, or two it's irrelevant this is not that right this is a book that's tried and true principles mm-hmm. what does it take to have a boundless opportunity and freedom which is the subtitle of the book
0: well i think that's what i find so interesting about this approach is that like you just said it really is a timeless thing it's just, this is unless somehow Knocking on doors, or you know, face-to-face interaction in general, is something completely of the past and the future, and it's people don't do that. Um, I don't see this method, and you know, the general mental approach to um, committing to something and um, setting your focus on that would ever, you know, go out of fashion as far as um, real estate goes, or really any in any industry. It doesn't have to be just real estate. And I think that that's kind of another um, interesting aspect of this book is that it's not, while it is honed around um, real estate experiences and real estate agents, the same lessons can be applied to, you know, any aspect of life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, You just kind of, you just have to have that kind of um, almost those mental, those mental games or that mental gymnastics of figuring out what works for you and then um, applying that. And if it doesn't work, then you can kind of, you know, test something different.
1: Yeah. Right. Right on. Yeah.
0: And so for you was, did you try any other methods, um, of, you know, getting your name out there and trying to, you know, generate leads before knocking on doors or was it always knocking on doors?
1: Uh, I mean, I always thought, geez, can't I graduate from knocking on doors? Like, surely I must be able to do something else. And I, you know, I tried open house. I don't like it. I sure. tried uh, doing more social stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was okay. Uh, right. it, you know, it's something I didn't try. But okay. it just, it was harder. I don't, mm-hmm. I it, I couldn't make it as simple as easy. You know, right. the, 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 the goal for me was well, let me put it this, let me say it. I'm good at saying, let me say it a different way. Cause I think about it one way and then I, Oh yeah. I knocked on doors. My schedule was 11 to two or, you know, in the colder months, 1130 or noon to two, two 30. Right. Cause it's in Colorado it gets, it's a little cooler than in right. Southern California <laughs> and right. And the only thing I had to do most days was that that was the only thing I had to do. And then, I had no appointments, right. If you're selling 20 ish houses, give or take, you know, 15 to 25 homes, you don't have an appointment every day. Um, right. Therefore I knocked on doors. I'm free. I can do whatever <laughs> I want. I did, I did <laughs> the thing I had to do. <laughs> right. I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to really like, that's what I was doing. But like, I was still feeling guilty. Sure. The, no, I should be. No, the no, I, I did what what really ended up happening is I, I, is the more agents I got to know and the more agents I was around, um, especially in Colorado, I just would meet all these agents and they were always, they had no reliable, it's not that they didn't do business, but they were just, it was haphazard. And it's, and it's okay. not even that they're bad agents, it's just that they had no process and therefore they just were chasing after everything. And of course, <laughs> they did catch stuff, but the process is so chaotic And leaves them stressed out and you're always worried, am I going to sell another house again? You know, when Mm -hmm. is my next client coming? And if you have a process, then you don't have to worry about any of that stuff because I know the process works. I can't tell you when I'm going to get my next listing or when I'm going to get my next buyer. But I know Right, knocking on doors, not a new thing. Been around (laughs) a long time (laughs) and it still works. Yep. And so I didn't have, once I, it took me a long time to finally settle into, wait a minute, I don't need to worry about any of this stuff. It always turns out, right? You yeah. talk to enough people, people show up, they want to do business with you. Sure. And that was, you know, again, that took time to, for it to sink in, but that really was the freedom, right? So if you want a f- boundless opportunity and freedom, you got to do what's most important if you want the opportunity for, if you want the business to show up, if you want the freedom to be off Mm -hmm. and you've got to do the work up front, you can't just take off in the afternoon and then do nothing all morning and expect business to show up. But I mean, it's just just not how it works.
0: Right. 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 Yeah. And um, there's a quote, I think I've heard this before, but um, you know, the financials are always kind of the lagging indicator of what you do right before that. And that's exactly what this sounds like, um, which is just such a great message, I think, for so many new agents that want to get out there and that are earning their license today um, and certainly feel that overwhelming of, gosh, what do I do now? Like, I have my license, but how do I approach this new career that I have? I've learned so much and now I'm kind of trying to figure out what is really applicable in my day to day and what's not. So for you, not only, you know, developing this method of knocking on doors and forging these relationships with people, but, you know, staying organized after the fact and, you know, following up with these contacts and again, developing that relationship over time so that you build that trust. Oh, wait,
1: wait, I got to interrupt you because I forgot. I'm also terrible at follow up. So right, I'm not even a great salesperson <laughs> I, I was don't just about to so ask. Now. So
0: what's what's this follow-up process? So that fo- you have here's the follow-up. Be.
1: I see you twice a year at your door, sometimes three times. <laughs> That's it. Hey, it's, it's the simplicity. The simplest, it's the simplest follow-up. <laughs> now the, here's here's the difference though. If if I'm at the door and you mm-hmm. say, Hey Steven, uh you know, we, we really are thinking of moving. This house is too small. We've got two kids now it's, you know, three bedrooms, but it's, you know, only a thousand square feet we have no basement and you know, it's just really tight. And I say, and it's, so where we were recording this in July and we say, and I say, well, so it sounds like, so it sounds like this, this is too small for you. And you say, yeah. Okay. So it seems like you're ready to, to make that you, you absolutely decided that you need a bigger home. Yes. And so do you see yourself? Is this something, I mean, so when Christmas comes this year, do you see yourself in the new house or do you see yourself still here?
0: Oh gosh, Stephen, you know, ideally we'd be out, but you know, there's just so many things that are going on between now and then Um, maybe in the beginning of the new year.
1: Okay. So I pressed a little further, you know, I won't do the whole thing now, but I press a little further, but as long as you said, you know, by January, February, you know, I'm going to get your phone. I'm going to make sure I have your phone number and I'm mm-hmm. going to figure out, you know, what do we, you know, what do you see as the next step? And I will follow, you know, I will follow up with you. Okay. Now, if you said, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's not going to be this year, right? We, we've we got some big trips. Um, you know, our parents gonna be their, you know, 50th wedding anniversary, right. 30th, or whatever. And we've got some trips planned and we've you know, got some other stuff. You know, it's something we're going to revisit next summer. I'd again ask you another couple of questions. And if it, if in my answers, I don't get any indication that you would consider moving before sure. the end of the year. Uh, I may get your number mm-hmm. or info if I don't already have it, but I'm not too worried about following up. Okay. And mostly how I'm going to leave it is I'd say, well, it sounds like, Brett, that there's just, you know, there's just so much going on this year. There's just no way you're moving this year. Okay. On the other hand, if something changes, like some miracle happens, and you know, you decide you've got to move this year, would you mind giving me a call? Gotcha. And you'd say, "No, I don't mind." So now I've left it on you to <laughs> call me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the part
0: of changes. the process. I that's see. Part of, that's
1: part. Now there's other people listening. You're that like, "That's the worst idea ever. Don't ever do that." I'm just telling you what I've done, right? Because I don't want to spend a lot of time following up on a phone at a computer, which I Mm -hmm. hate both of those things. (laughs) And if I think the odds are low that you're Mm -hmm. moving before the end of the year, there's no reason for me to call you.
0: Right. That makes sense.
1: No, again, I I've done this a long time. I've had a lot of conversations. So I'm I've gotten good at ferreting out what's really driving someone's decision, right. And where they're at. Right. And, and, and then people call me. Right, because I leave them a notepad, or I, you know, do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but the the point I'm trying to make is is that right, even in the follow up, right, I don't mm-hmm. want to spend a lot of time. Again, I don't like making phone calls. I don't like sitting inside. I don't <laughs> like being on a computer. So, I don't want to do any of those things if I don't have to. If the odds are right. low that they're moving, why do I want to sit and make? I'd rather just be out at the doors right. making my contacts than sitting. Uh, right at the computer or on a, wherever. And also, cause I hate, so just as another aside, right. So if mm-hmm. you're sitting here, someone's listening, they're like, well, I am going to make my calls or you know, whatever your choice is mm-hmm. uh, right in Colorado. There's days where you can't knock, right. It's snowing, it's cold, there's snow on the ground or there, it's mm-hmm. icy or whatever the reason is. Right, And of course, over time, eventually I, I have people in my database and I need to make those calls. And therefore what I would do is I would get in my car. I drive maybe not in the neighborhoods, but somewhere close to the neighborhoods. Yep. And I would just sit in my car and I'd say, all right, I've got an hour. I've got to make these calls. And what I really want is to go into Starbucks or my other favorite, any other favorite coffee shop and get coffee. Well, I can't do that until I've made my calls. (laughs) Right. So it is, it is a version of door knocking, right? I've had to, you know, it's the same, the same methodology.
0: Yeah. But again, even with that, you know, that's you know, what's almost called the second um, second stage of your process. You eliminate the distractions, you get out of your house, you get all all of that is out of the way. So you're not distracted of, you know, I'm hungry, you've got to go to the bathroom, blah, 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 whatever comes up in your head. And then on top of that, there is almost a reward system that you are giving yourself. So I'm going to get X done and then I get rewarded with Y, which is great as far as, you know, how I think are all most humans function. You know, we want that instant gratification, but um, if you take it now, more often than not, you're not going to get done. What you need to get done? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Well, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's again, I can't, I keep on going back to, you know, the simplicity of it, but often, more often than not, that is what works for people. And ultimately what this comes down to is just having a very strong work ethic, which is what it sounds like you possess.
1: Yeah. I mean, people say that I don't feel that about myself. <laughs>
0: right? but, you but, are, you're very modest. You, you,
1: <laughs> but the, what I was good at is, is creating a system and a process that I could follow right? Even when I don't feel like it. And that's right. really the point, right? Most of the time I'm never, we, I are never going to feel like doing what we need to do. So how do we mm-hmm. create an environment that supports us doing what we say we need to do? Right. Not right. what we feel like doing, right? I never, I don't feel like taking out the trash either. I don't feel like cleaning my house, but I do like the, I do like the house having been cleaned. Right. And so yep. the story the thing I say is And I heard Somerset Mom, who's a British writer, I guess in the early 1900s, I forget. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, someone asked him once, they said, uh, do you like writing? And he says, well, no, I like having written. (laughs) (laughs) And I I don't like knocking on doors, but I like having knocked.
0: Yep. Yep. You got, yeah. I don't like going to the
1: gym, but I like having worked out you know, it's kind of
0: Mm. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everyone, you know, they, they want that end result without having to do any of it, any of the work to get to that point, I should say.
1: Yeah.
0: So is there anything else that you would like to, you know, tell myself, tell the listeners about the book, you know, kind of gold nuggets almost that um, you think would be helpful or, you know, enticing as far as um, wanting people to, you know, get the book and read the book and kind of digest this information.
1: Yeah, well, this is going to sound terrible. Right? Go for it. So well, the other thing I left out when you said, you know, what was the reason for writing? What was some of the inspiration behind the book? I kind of alluded to, but I this was one of my goals. And it's a, like written as a negative. <laughs> I don't want to write a crappy book. Like that was my goal. Sure. Don't write a crappy book. It wasn't write a great book. I mean, which was my goal, but I really had it in my head like, There's so many people that write books for -hmm. maybe a reason that I do, uh, but they don't care. And I'm not picking on them just, but they're like, I I could care less. Just, I just want it done. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to write a book that would make a difference. Um, And the feedback that I've gotten is that, you know, is this book for everyone? No, but for the people who've read it, it really does resonate. It really does ring true. It really does lay out what it takes to be on the path of real estate and deal with all the obstacles we get dealt with all the time. It's just right. so easy to get taken off track. Mm-hmm. And if that resonates with you, if you find yourself off track from time to time, then I I absolutely recommend the book. And I recommend going to Amazon or go to the website, knock.com, and you know get a copy of the book.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and, and, and I think that that's a lot. Um, a lot of agents hit that point, um, kind of that low point of, Gosh, am I doing? Am I? Should I continue to do this? Am I doing something wrong? Like, why isn't this working? Um, and it sounds like, you know, taking that step back, maybe getting a change of perspective, um, opening up the pages of this book is a kind of that great, um, that great point for agents to, you know, get that almost that rejuvenation of energy and that rejuvenation of focus and perspective that, you know, will help them get over that hump.
1: Yeah. Well said.
0: Yeah. Do you, was there ever any points in your own career where you kind of felt like that, where you felt like you had to kind of pull yourself out of the drudges, you know, um, kind of grind that out?
1: I can't think of a time where I didn't feel like that.
0: <laughs> hey, that's a great answer.
1: <laughs> it, it That feeling doesn't go away. Right. The feeling of, right. There was net, you know, I, I, I although I, I do have a spreadsheet that tracked every time I went to the doors I and mean, how many, that's mm-hmm. how I know how many doors I've knocked on. I just Right. It's a whole other story I won't get into, but I just ended up starting counting how many doors I knocked on and being kind of a spreadsheet geek, at least I used to be, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll just start, I'll just keep keeping track. And I yeah. never, and that's how I know how many doors I've knocked on. And When you say you've knocked on ten thousand doors, or twenty thousand doors, or thirty thousand doors, yep. or 40th or fifty, and you think you should be somewhere that you're not, right? Well, I should be yep. here, but, you know, yep. obviously. But you know, we don't know how it's all supposed to turn out. And so there's there's <laughs> numerous times where I'm like, "This is a bad yep. idea. I should quit." Uh, you know, but of course, the more you're in it. Right. Then there's that sunk cost. Well, what what am I going to do now? I've knocked on $70,000 or $80,000 or whatever the number is. And if it really wasn't working, right. I, I, for sure would have quit, right. If, if everyone put a no soliciting sign and a video camera and I got to every door and everyone said, go away, I would have, right. I would have found something else. And actually what, what ended up happening and I do, um, I'll tell a short version of this, um, it's in the book. Uh, when I got to my 100,000th door, so like literally the day or two before, I was like at 99,900 and whatever. And some guy that night, he didn't even come to the door, I had just left a postcard at the door and he left some message wow. at the door and he said, uh, it was like a two minute message, it was long. And it was something like, got your postcard. And so first he was pissed off because he didn't like what was on the postcard and blah, blah, blah. But then he said, I think the, I, the fact that you go door to door is a terrible idea and you should stop doing it. No one wants you around. In fact, I've talked to everybody on the block and they said you shouldn't come right, around. Yeah. On your hundred thousand yeah the phone. And I was like, "I was pretty upset <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, What's the F like, seriously, I'm knocking on a hundred thousand doors and the day or two before he's calling to say right. he's invalidating everything I've just done for 12 years or whatever it was at that point. And I was really conflicted. I was like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I was really torn. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe this was 12 years of wasted time. And then I started thinking about it. And then it dawned on me. I'm like, that guy just moved in six months, months ago. And I looked him up. He was like a plastic surgeon or something. I don't remember. I'm like, there's no way he talked to anyone on the block. He's full of crap. Number one, number two, I know people on the block and I know them very well. In fact, there's lots of people who love when I combine, I know because they're not just saying, I mean, you can tell, right. I mean, everyone's not faking it. You know, if someone doesn't want you around there, they will tell you, Hey man. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, screw him. <laughs> but it all, you know, the, the lesson there was that that's when I started taking selfies with people. And that's when I, I realized at that point, you know, I had uh, 20. I can't remember what year that was, but okay. I had already I had just begun to focus the neighborhoods. I wasn't just knocking everywhere. I was knocking in specific neighborhoods. And it was about that time I started to think, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't need to knock. Mm-hmm. If someone's a no, I don't need to knock on their door no, you to know. turn them into a yes. Right. I can just, once they tell me they're a no, great. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, you'll never see me again. These people love, I need to see these people. These people are the ones who refer me, who want to do business with me, who are, you know, appreciate the relationship. And it really was kind of a turning point, right? So it could have been the end. It could have been the end. And instead, it got me refocused into something more important.
0: Sure. Again, but and and that's um, it certainly sounds like there was that that almost that creeping sense of self doubt. But once you replayed the situation in your head and you, you know thought about the relationships that you had been cultivating up to that point, your self-confidence kicked that all out the window. And that, you know, and that's, that's, there's that, there's the saying along the lines of, you know, feeling anxious for something because you weren't prepared for it. But when you prepare for it, it gives you that confidence. And that's that situation to me. That's what that sounds like.
1: Yeah. I kind of use, I think that was the first time I really owned, you know, I'm, like every human being, I have my own flaws and my, mm-hmm. I'm very capable. And yet I operate sometimes like I'm not capable. Sure. You know, I that's, we all
0: struggle with that. Yeah, everyone's too. got
1: some versions that, you know, that's, I'm very clear. That's one of mine. And uh, <laughs> so like, there was a part of me that was like, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. But then right. It finally done to me. I'm like, wait a minute, a hundred thousand dollars. That's a friggin' ton. That's of, a lot. It's a lot of effort. I've lot. learned a lot. And also, again, that's when I began to think about, you know, maybe be writing a book. I'm like, there's something here. I don't know what it is yet. Right. right? There's something right. to be said for this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah.
0: Well, you know, me personally, I'm super happy that you've decided to, you know, write this book and document this journey of yours. Cause I think it'll be super helpful for, you know, not just our listeners, but anyone that ends up, um, you know, stumbling upon your book and, you know, being able to read that and have that opportunity. Um, so for everyone out there that is interested, what are some ways that people can connect with you? How can people, you know, find the book, purchase the book, um, you know, reach out if they kind of have follow-up questions?
1: Sure. Yeah. The, I mean, the book is on Amazon. So obviously feel free to get it there. And the best way to get a hold of me uh, is my website, com, okay. And uh, that is... You know, I have, I have, I have some social media stuff. Uh I have no idea what's on there because my niece does it. (laughs) I'm not a social media person. That's not what I do. I'm no good. But people are other people are on social media. And if they're looking for me, they can find it. Just don't DM me. You gotta go to the website okay. and send me a message. Well, that is good. That That's is- good to know.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, Stephen, for hopping on the podcast. It was such a pleasure, you know, talking with you and getting to know your journey and um hearing this remarkable story.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe to us and leave a review on your podcast player of choice. Shop Talk is a production of the CE Shop.